Welcome to Games on Earth, your podcast for video games. This is episode 80 uh, for June 1st, Thursday of the year 2017. I'm your host, as always, Jesse Brown. And with me, also as always, we have our guest, Chris Conlon. Our yeah, host, sorry, ba, 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 ba. no, this is, this is all hosts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Chris Conlon, I want to I hear that noise again. Yeah, ba, ba, ba. That was not what I thought it was the first time I heard it. What did you think it was? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. There was more to it. That, it sounded more like a gum the second time I heard it. Okay. Do you want, me, our, do you want me to try to recreate what you were thinking? Yeah, could you do that for me, please? There you go. That, sounded, <laughs> that was like a, a space alien backfire. Right. Uh, and our other host, prestigious as always, we have Brad Bichino. Brap, brap. <laughs> that was uh, the gun that was firing outside of that space age backfiring vehicle. Yep. <laughs> so what uh, what were you boys up to this weekend? We had the long Memorial Day weekend, so we had. An, I'm assuming. I know Brad and I both had nice three day weekends. Chris, did you have you had a any big three day fun plans? Not really. I just kind of hung out with Laura, and we made uh, bibimbap a couple times, which is like this Korean mixed vegetables on rice dish. That I saw a video for, and I got really hungry, so we made it, and it was really good. We actually went out and bought a stone bowl, which is something that you can like yep. heat on the stove to keep the uh, food hot, and that's what it's traditionally served in. And so that's pretty so much it's not it. Like a mortar and pestle, it's like a straight up stone bowl. It, it's it's like a mortar and pestle, actually, like the sort of thing you would make um, like guacamole and stuff in. It's it's got a similar look to it, but it's something that you can like place on the stove to keep the food hot because the stone retains the heat for a long time. And so you just don't ever touch it? Yeah, pretty much. There's like a wooden stand that you put it into that it comes with that keeps it from being on top of whatever surface you're eating on and also like keeping your hands away from it because it is you, really hot. <laughs> do you cook it in the stone bowl? No, you cook... You, you basically, you cook the rice separately and then you cook the vegetables separately and then you put the rice into the stone bowl after you coat it with some oil because you don't want if you just put it in dry without any oil in the stone, like the stuff sticks to it really badly. Mm-hmm. And then you put the veggies that you've cooked up on top of that, and then you put this uh, sauce. I'm probably gonna pr- just butcher the pronunciation, but it's like called gochujang sauce. It's like this Korean miso sauce that you put on top of it, and it's really good. And then you mix it all up, and like, it kind of cooks like miso soup. Like uh, I think miso is like soy. If I'm oh, not. okay, okay. So Every it's time like I hear miso, sauce. I think it was miso soup. Yeah, but I think miso is like is soybean, maybe. I could be wrong about that. I'm not an expert on this you, stuff. You could be right about that. I could that, be that's right. That's why they just call it miso soup. It's true. Yeah. Um, I also know that Brad B. has been doing a lot of cooking. Uh, I might actually have to pause here a second. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> I hear it like, how are you? Yeah, it was very weird. Who is it? Uh, uh, door, 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 doors one? We oh, can, we can, we can uh, why don't we interview him? We want me to? What was that? What was what? She wanted to, she wanted to give Lauren a facial. <laughs> I, I, I think I think we leave this in the podcast. 
<laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that, guys. I, what, what I was going to say... Was, I hate when like, somebody comes up to your door and is like, I want to give you a facial. I know, that happens all the time. You know, this isn't, this isn't a first for us. This is something that happens frequently. We have to deal with it all the time. Um... <laughs> It's weird to be like, oh, my fiance's doing a podcast right now. We can't have any facials. <laughs> now it's not the time for those. Um, but I know when you were talking about seasoning the stone bowl, I know Brad today and actually several times in the past couple of weeks has told me that he has been doing baked cookies inside of a cast iron skillet. Is it, Brad? Yeah. Okay. So this is a cooking podcast now. I like it. I like this yeah. direction. <laughs> Yeah, dude. I could get behind this. Dude, cast iron. It's it's the fucking old age, new age way. <laughs> I thought you were about man. to say future. <laughs> it it is the future. I love it. Seriously, ev- everything about it everything cooks so evenly and good inside a cast iron uh skillet. I do uh I I do uh cookie dough in there and just make a big old cookie. Throw some uh, vanilla ice cream on there. Do you throw the? You don't throw the ice cream in the cast iron pan with the cookie, do you? After the cookie's baked, yeah, and then it gets all it melts in. You put some caramel in a pecan. Oh, so you eat right out of the pan? You can. I mean, that's how they serve it to you, like at Applebee's or whatever. But I guess yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I cook in cast iron too, actually. It's fucking great. Yeah, it's awesome. So you have to do the same thing, though, with the stone bowl, right? You have to basically season it before you put your food in? Actually, yeah. The thing is, with the stone bowl, it, it arrives, you know, you get it, and it is, it's made of granite, and as you cook more and more, the oils kind of bake into it, and so what I did when I first got it is I just put, like, a coating of sesame oil on it, mm-hmm. and so that basically has darkened it over the past couple times I've used it, and so... It's not like cast iron where you might be able to season it actually come to think of it. Because with cast iron, you what I've done is I've used flaxseed oil. Mm-hmm. And then you coat it and then you bake it at like 500 degrees for a couple hours. And then you get that like really even black finish on it. But I'm not sure if the stone would react the same way. You See, I'm wondering, like, I feel like I, I, I don't do a whole lot of cooking, I'm going to be honest. And I didn't realize that you were supposed to season those beforehand. So I know for me specifically, if I ever went out and bought a cast iron pan, I'd just start cooking shit in it right away. And then I would be like, man, this thing got really dirty really quick, (laughs) and I don't like using this. (laughs) No, it would rust. It would rust, like, within a day. Oh, just straight up rust? If you, like, like, cooked in it and then washed it and didn't dry it and seasoned it, because, like, the seasoning helps protect it from rust as well Mm -hmm. and from food getting stuck in it. So. Yeah, I think basically you just have to keep it dry. They, for the most part, like a really popular brand is Lodge, and if you How's that spelled L O D G E, like a oh, like you a know, camping lodge. lodge. Okay, and yeah. so that's a really popular brand, and they arrive seasoned. Um, you can like reseason them with something else uh, if you want to, but for the most part, they just advise you to cook in them and then wash them and then keep them dry. The seasoning is actually like a polymerized oil so that like basically the oil is baked on and it turns into like this weird polymer sort of nonstick does it, sheeting. Um, does it change the way like your food tastes? Like do you season it a, like a particular way for your food to gain like a different flavor? 
Well, I mean, or is it just like it doesn't matter? You could season it anyway, and like it won't add any flavor to whatever you're cooking in it. It shouldn't add anything to it. It won't impart flavors unless it's like rusting or something. Because if it's rusty, <laughs> then you might get like a kind of iron flavor. That's how you get the best flavors. You yeah. get that like <laughs> blood flavor. Yep, metally. Oh yeah, that's that's good. What about is other than that? Other than your cooking sprees, making bibimbap, bibimbap. Yep, bibimbap. Other than that, do you have any uh, big forays? Not really. We just kind of chilled. I think, you know, Laura had a couple days off, and so she's just kind of tired from the work week, and so we just hung out. We didn't do it. We didn't have anything planned, but it was kind of nice, you know, just hanging out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I totally understand that. Sometimes it's actually nice when you get a weekend. It's surprising. Like, that's last weekend seems like the weekend where it seems like everybody would have plans, so to not have a lot of plans it's like this is not what i expected and it feels very nice lauren, uh, lauren and i had something very similar where i think we had plans to like watch movies and play some video games and that's exactly what happened all weekend long <laughs> awesome like, i watched the first three episodes of uh star wars i watched the first four resident evil movies <laughs> um played it's weird prob- that you watch the worst three <laughs> Star Wars movies, and then we're like, I okay, that's enough Star Wars. <laughs> I, you want to know why, though? Because the thing is, the original series, and everyone was going to chop my head off, I've seen the original series so many times, and they are also, like, technically dated, like, as far as visuals and stuff like that go. So, to me, it was, I it really enjoyed watching episode one, two, and three. Watching episode one was a fucking struggle because watching little Anakin Skywalker doing his pod racing, I'm like, man, some of this is just hard to watch. But, like, I don't know, the fight scenes and stuff are really good. Like, uh, episode two and episode three were crazy. Like, the the amount of detail as it ramps up and, like, visuals mm-hmm. and stuff, they're still, they're still good to watch, in my opinion. I'm not saying, like, they're the best stories ever written or anything, but I was engaged the entire time honestly i wasn't uh super i like watching this series again was not like like rewatching lord of the rings for me but to to start rewatching it again i got more engaged than i anticipated so i don't know i i did i did enjoy watching it again and if it's been a long time since you've seen episode one through three it might be worth the watch again because i liked it better the second time now yeah i'll come over uh tomorrow night and, and we, we can, can binge watch, watch the them all again. Three. Watch all, <laughs> all three right. of them. Actually, you know what? Uh, tomorrow night I have plans with uh, Tyler to watch uh, the fifth and sixth, the the final, the last two Resident Evil movies, which I think... I can't God, believe I don't there's six remember. of them. There's and six I heard you rebooting the series. I hear That's what I heard too. Another, another series. I've got I've got the case here. Could you guys guess the titles? I want to play a game. It's called Can You Guess the Titles of the Resident Evil Movies? Um sure, I'll guess the title of the first one. Okay, go for it. Resident Evil. Nailed it. What's the second one? Um but both of you can play. Chris, both of you oh, can play right what's now. the second one? Is it like Resurrection or Redemption? Uh no, that is actually not a title of any of them, but it is close to one of them. Uh, it, uh, all right, well, well uh, the second, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Go ahead. The, the second movie is Apocalypse. Okay. The third movie is Extinction. Okay. The fourth, the fourth movie is Afterlife. 
The fifth movie is Retribution, and that was the one where I was thinking, like, what you were saying, Chris, that was pretty close. Um, and then the final movie is called The Final Chapter. So, <laughs> I, I think they just ran out of fun words to put in there. But I, The I Afterlife is the third one. That's funny, because Retribution... No, 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 it, uh, that's uh, Extinction is oh. the third one. Oh. Afterlife is the fourth. But there's two movies after Afterlife. Correct, yeah. Wow. And they start to get weirder and weirder. Uh, it's kind of, it's 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 a bit different. But I don't know. I I still enjoy watching them. I think I've I've seen the first four. I've never seen five or six. And it's uh, it's something to watch them again. That's for sure. <laughs> so, but what so have you what? been playing besides? Oh, I'm movies. sorry. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I've probably put another thirty hours into Player Unknown's Battlegrounds. Another I've had, thirty. Wow. Another thirty. I think my overall playtime on Unknown, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds right now is like in around seventy hours, and I've had it for two, today would be two weeks. Shit! I feel yeah. like by the time I get around to picking up a copy, that you're going to be all burnt out. Hell no! By the time you get around to picking up a copy, you and I are going to be eating chicken dinners for every night. Cause I'm going to be a seasoned <laughs> warrior. That's true. When you you win the game, you get your chicken dinners. I'm actually checking right now just to confirm. So. I oh I have sixty nine hours oh I have sixty nine hours played in the oh, regular yeah. game but two hours played in the test server because uh, Saturday no Sunday they had uh, a lot of issues with uh, people not being able to get onto the servers so I played two hours of the test server so I've got seventy one hours of playtime so next week I'm going to go on vacation so I won't be here but it's going to be hard to go a week without that game but I'll be up north fishing so I'll be fine. You bring your fishing. switch. I am going to bring my Switch. What are you my playing? Switch, I'm going to use it for its intended purpose, going up north fishing with your your, your <laughs> papa and his, <laughs> his friends. Um, I'm planning on bringing, uh, well, I'm planning on playing uh, Shovel Knight. I was almost going to call it like, like Treasure Trove, tre- Treasure Treasure Knight, uh, but Shovel Knight. They have the, I think it's the Shovel Knight Treasure Trove Collection or Treasure Collection or something like that, where it's got look, the base game and then it's got like, expansions where you play as other knights maybe yeah i don't remember i've been meaning so to pick that up actually but I yeah I, I will i'll i'll report back on that uh in two weeks two weeks from this thursday did you you'll, did you see the new leak it. of uh the new mario game that's coming out wait when you i've seen the trailer for like the grand theft auto mario no not is that, that the one you're one. talking about no, it's uh, S- Super Mario, like, Rabbid. It's oh, like my. a Rabbids. Uh, Raving Rabbids from Rayman? Yeah, it's like a Rabbids Mario, like, Crossover? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm looking this up right now, because... It's, it's called uh, Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. I and see it, Mario like Rabbids Kingdom based uh, RPG. They have the rabbits that are dressed up like as characters. So yeah. they have like a rabbit wearing uh, like Princess Peach clothing and taking a selfie. And there's another one that's got like a Yoshi costume on. Yeah, what the hell? What is this? They, get, they have like Mega Man <laughs> guns on their arms. What is this? Yeah, it's. Uh... It's about, like, a 20-hour game. It's, like, something that one to two players can play. And it's supposedly 
a crazy combat adventure. I think it's like a a turn-based type RPG, Mario RPG style thing. This, yeah, this seems a little different. All I all I can see so far is like images and screenshots. I don't know if any of this is just like fan made. Well, so yeah. So the rumored Mario X yeah. Rabbids RPG is real and coming to Switch. Yeah, they were was, apparently uh, going to announce it in January, but uh, they decided to wait till E3. Well, they couldn't wait, I guess, because somebody leaked it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, somebody got to leaking. Yeah, I don't know if I'll pick that up. I played the first Rayman Raving Rabbids when it came out for the Wii, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah, and that one, I I enjoyed that for what it was. I mean, that was like one of the first Wii games I played, so the Wii still had its... I don't even know what word I'm looking for there, but it, it had its thrills or whatever. Like, it, it still had mm-hmm. my interest, you know. So it was like anything I could play on it was totally worth it. If I, I don't know that I would enjoy it if I played it now, but that's an interesting concept. But what about you, Brad? We completely skipped over you. All we talked about was you making cookies in a pan. I'm sure you did more than that. Yeah, uh, yeah man, I got outside. I went up to Ludington, Michigan, got uh, to soak in the sun, take in the, the old Ludington scenery. Sun. Yeah, uh, hiked around in the state park. Did My you? Co- what did you go to Ludington for? Was it? Did you just travel out there just to get to the beach? No. Uh, my extended family was up there for the entire weekend, and uh, Emily and I, my girlfriend, we went up there for Saturday afternoon, had a big dinner, and just hung out. It was that fun. Nice. Did you go kayaking? No, no, no. I'm excited, yeah. though, to kayak again. I mean, moving in uh, next door to you, I'm probably going to just walk my kayak over to the yeah, my goal actually, is to go... walk my kayak over to Batches Park and paddle around in the lake at least like two or three times a week. Really? Yeah, that would be. I'd definitely go with you. I don't know if I'd go two or three times a week, but I mean, maybe once every other week or something. <laughs> whenever yeah, you go, yeah. well, we have two kayaks here too. So yeah, I mean, uh, you guys are more than welcome to use them as well. Um, but yeah, I haven't even thought about the fact that I can do that. That's crazy. Hmm. I have to get over there. So then other than uh, going out to Ludington and soaking up the rays and doing some hiking, any uh, other crazy adventures? Uh, just walking the dog ye- uh, yesterday. It was really nice. Beautiful day. Mm-hmm. Uh, been playing more World of Warcraft in my downtime. I've been getting so deep into the pet battle system. I'm like... That's what I was going to add. Deeper and deeper in. I'm doing really good. I think... Since last week, I've won over 70 PvP matches. Wait, you won over 70 in one week or total? In a week. Oh, oh wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's fun. How long does it take to go through a match? Some of them are real fast, but I've had 15-minute <laughs> battles before. It's just, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, I could imagine that would be pretty intense. Now, do you do the... You were talking about you could do, isn't there like, I don't want to say gauntlet, that's probably not the right word, or like championship, but oh, isn't yeah, there the where Oh yeah, the Celestial you, Tournament. There you go, tournament, there you go. So did you do that? Oh my did, god. Did you, have you done a tournament? I told you how hard it was last time, I couldn't even get one trainer down, but this weekend I tried again and I got through the first stage, which is three trainers. But the thing is, you can't heal any of your pets... Um, 
and when they're dead, they're dead. So yeah, but you had a strategy for that. You were you were telling us your strategy. Well, it 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 didn't work. I mean, no, <laughs> mad mad strats. Yeah. No, but, with this is that are you playing NPCs or other it's, real people? It's NPCs. Yeah, but okay, it's that's what I thought. Meant to be challenging. Okay. Like, you can do it if you get the right pets. I think what you need like eighteen pets to do it, specific ones to do it min- like with the minimum amount of pets. But mm. it, I have, I have like over, I have almost seventy of the max level pets, and so you, do you. You have the eight, the eighteen that you would need. Then not I would all. No, not no. I don't have all eighteen that I need. I have oh. almost 500 pets, and I'm I still am missing quite a few. <laughs> I think they're just trying to overshadow Pokemon now. They're just like, how many does Pokemon have? Just throw another hundred in there. Yeah. Do you get but, shinies? Um, no, there's no shinies. There's well, there's. I mean, is there an equivalent to a shiny though? Like, okay, so there's different rarities of each battle pet. So, like, there's poor, there's common, there's uncommon, there's rare. And then each of those types have different breeds. So there's some that are, like, balanced in their stats and some that are, like, called ninjas where they're, like, super fast. So they almost always go first. And then there's guardians, which have boosted health and stuff. So the diversity in pets... um, Adds a little bit more strategy to it because of, um, you never know who you're going up with just because the pet that they have selected, they could have different stats. Now, does the quality of the pet determine how strong it is? Like, is a yeah. poor... Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so it's it, not it, like... It, the the quality of it gives it a modifier to the stats. Oh, okay. So. I didn't know if it was like, oh, you got the poor version of this one, so he just like a dirty brown color, but you got the rare version of this one, so he's the same thing except he's just yeah. gold instead. Well, the cool of, thing of is, dirty even brown. if you, even if you get like a rare pet that is a poor quality, you can actually train it up to get it to a higher quality. So it's it's a lot of fun. You have to feed them their rare candies. Yeah, you have to feed them rare candies. I don't believe you, but is, do they have something like that where you it's, could? It's feed called them? a battle training stone. So you I wouldn't just be feeding my pet stones because I. No, love you just them rub too much. rub them on the noggin. You just say, "Hey, hey, come here, come just here." Just throw stones at their head. <laughs> Get stronger. <laughs> that seems vicious. That seems a little too rough. Yeah. No, that's good though. Well, I'm glad that you've been playing more. Have you have you done anything other than the battle pets like? I didn't they I know that they rec- didn't didn't they recently just have a big not expansion but right, like an update to the Yeah. Yeah. Derek and I basically played through all of that content. Um my gear is maxed out um for the level of commitment that I have. I'm I don't raid at the mythic level so I can't really get higher um gear. Um, Derek and I also haven't done the final raid yet. Um, the final raid of the current expansion? Of this current patch. <laughs> oh, Yeah, okay. there's another raid coming out in soon, and then there's going to be another large patch, which will bring a whole nother planet. 
another planet or another zone? planet no oh well the zone is the planet Oh, okay, okay. So, well, I'm picturing, like, when you say another planet, I'm picturing multiple zones. Yeah, it, it'll I... probably be a large zone with okay. more raid content, more dungeons. Legion is just out of control. There's a lot of complaints with the last last expansion, so they're really making mean? up for it. Well, with not... <laughs> they talked about how much content they were going to be bringing to the players and then just didn't... They del- had three content patches, and they were considered small, and everybody was really disappointed. I quit playing because I ran out of stuff to do. Oh, okay. I thought like, you, when yeah. you I thought that they like over delivered at first when you were saying like they they brought three content patches and they said they were going to be small. And they weren't, but now I guess you're saying that they said they were going to be small and they're smaller than what everybody was expecting. Yeah. Yeah, well, that sucks. Yeah. Well, Blizzard's been pretty good to their fans thus far. I'm sure they'll do something to make it right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, I think now is a good time to take a short commercial break, and when we get back, we have a game for us that Chris has got. What is the name of this game? Dead Cells. Dead Cells. I knew it was Cells, and I was almost like, <laughs> I know it was uh, Blood Cells. It's Good Cells. It's Dead Cells. Sex when we cells. get back... Dead cells. Welcome back to Games on Earth, where we talk about all games, not just video games. And now we're back. Chris has got a game for us called Dead Cells, and I'm actually excited to hear about this. Uh, I got a little teaser before the episode, but now I get to get the full meal. So, Dead Cells is yet another (laughs) two-dimensional pixel (laughs) platformer. (laughs) What kind of platformer? What, What genre? (laughs) <laughs> Metroidvania, Roguevania, actually, in this instance. And it's pretty good. Um, I think it has a lot of potential. It's in early access. It's on Steam for something like 15 bucks or something. That's not a bad price. But it's been, yeah. getting a, it's been getting a lot of buzz. It's pretty challenging. It's kind of a mixture of, like, Castlevania and Dead... Excuse me. It's kind of a mixture of Castlevania and Dark Souls and... A lot of people have been Weird. calling it Dead Souls just because of like how much it resembles it. But you start out and your character is this like character that just keeps getting resurrected as a pile of cells that 
inhabit this sort of corpse thing, and you just crawl through these procedurally generated 2D dungeons and fight stuff, and uh, so it's it's really kind of reflex-based as far as the combat goes, sort of like Dark Souls is, in mm-hmm. that, you know, you've got like a block or a secondary weapon, and each uh, mob character, you know, like each enemy has its own sort of unique qualities to it and the way okay. you approach it. So there's like, there's a standard like zombie mob that has a close attack and then a ranged attack that it charges up. And so you got to like time your blocks or roll out of the way. That's another thing. So you, uh, you get the dodge rolls. Yeah, you got the dodge rolls. And okay. so you can forego a shield for like a ranged weapon, like throwing knives or a bow or something. But as a result of that, you can't block. And so you've got to time your dodge rolls correctly. But I've had a lot of fun with it. It's it's a roguelike in that your deaths are, like, set you back to the beginning. And um, so as you pr- progress through the levels, what you do is, like, you get further and further each time and kind of upgrade your uh, character's equipment incrementally. You get these things called cells, which are kind of like souls and dark souls. And then you okay. use those as the currency to upgrade your weaponry and stuff. And so, yeah. It's, uh, this is fantastic, yeah. man. Yeah, I just watched the video. Like as you're describing it, like the art style is amazing. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's really it's, gorgeous. It's it, a hard cross between like an eight. It's not eight bit. I mean, it's, it's like sixty four bit. But well, I think it's sixteen bit. But they sixteen bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fantastic visual. But the motion too. of it too. So like the the actual pixels move as if they're not on the same plane. Like, yeah. the way the character's moving against the background looks really weird, but very, very fluid. So, how how much time have you put into it so far? Oh, boy. I think I've put about 10 hours or 12 hours. I beat, quote-unquote, the content that was there. Um, this first big boss, I won't spoil anything. But, mm-hmm. uh, other than that, I've just been kind of, like, upgrading my character as I go. It's a lot of fun, because each time you can take, like, different routes to that final level um and okay. also you can just approach it differently because the the weapons you pick up are random as well and so wait you don't actually you don't gain weapons that you would like swap out and equip like like when you if you die and you respawn do you respond with no weapons or do you well initially have... so initially you respawn and there's like a rusty sword and this like you know couple of two by fours nailed together <laughs> to make mm-hmm. a shield but eventually you can unlock, as you progress, like, a random sword and shield and bow. Okay. Uh, so you can get weaponry, but you never know what it's going to be at the beginning. And otherwise, you find stuff in the map. And you can find slightly better versions of it as you go. So you can have, like, the, say, like, blood sword one as you start off. And then you mm-hmm. can find another blood sword, and it'll be two and three okay. and four. Etc. But you can also upgrade those weapons so that if you do find them, their damage is better from the get-go. And so you're, you're kind of, like, leveling up weapons that you can find later on. And so, so you play through and you get a Bloodsword 5 and then you die. When you respawn, you do not have your Bloodsword 5. Right. You have a Bloodsword 1 if you have it. Yeah. Okay. okay. I have a question okay. because I had a D&D character who was proficient with whips. Yep. He was a fighter who had a whip in each hand, and he used two whips. Nice. Can I, <laughs> can, 
<laughs> like You're I'm the reading, BDSM uh, based character. Yeah, I can I'm reading about the weapons in here and you get a you can have a whip. Yep, there is an electric whip starting off and I don't want to spoil too much, but there is a regular whip as well. The electric whip attacks the closest enemy and so that's nice because you don't really have to aim it and it kind of like homes in on them. Uh the regular whip attacks enemies and its damage is low, but if you attack an enemy right at the end of where its range is, you get an automatic crit and it if also you hit him with the tip if you hit yep. him with your tip. <laughs> exactly. And uh <laughs> It also ignores shields, so shielded characters are uh, basically decimated by that thing. But it's it's tough because to like figure out what that range is and have that be consistent is really difficult. Um, I generally don't use it, but it's another playstyle that you could ad- yeah. adapt to if you wanted to. I, and- I, I see a gif here of uh, he's using like a frost arrow and he freezes his enemy and then he shatters him with his whip. Yep. That's possible. Is there armor in the game as well? Like, uh, as you're... Because I'm picturing more like a Souls-style game where you you choose your weapons, you choose your armor, and you kind of build a, a like, uh, kind of like RPG style where you, you spec out a character one specific way or another, you know, like, whether you want them to do more range damage or melee damage or something like that, you know, axes, swords, whatever. Does it have something similar to that? I wouldn't say it doesn't... So, I would say that... You know, it's a roguelike, so you're sent to the beginning every time you die. Um, Mm -hmm. As far as armor goes, there isn't armor. There's no, like, you can't switch out armor. You're always in the same outfit, which I hope changes eventually. But what that does is makes it so that you're kind of forced to strategize based on, like, the randomly, procedurally generated stuff, the cards you're dealt, essentially. And so as you progress through the map, you can increase your health. And you can also increase your attack and also your skills. And your skills are like grenades, um, turrets, stuff like that. Like secondary weapons that you can place or throw that uh, when you upgrade your skills will make it so that the cooldown is lessened on them. One of my favorite things to do actually is to find an ice grenade and then use that to freeze my enemies and then, you know, hit them and make them shatter or whatever. Or uh, also there's, like, flashbangs, which stagger them so that, like, they, you know, they can't see you. And so my preferred method is to, like, immobilize my enemies and then kill them real quick with something. Um, but, yeah, the, it's it's basically reliant on variety of weapons. Um, okay. So, like, the blood sword that I mentioned before, there's, like, a damage per second that can accumulate. And if you hit an enemy, like, four times with a blood sword, they have, like, four little blood drops that show up. And so, like... You know, they're losing 80 damage or, like, 80 health a second. And also another thing to couple with that is a blood shield, which makes it so that they accumulate uh, bleeding damage if you block their attack. And so that's really useful. And so you can have, like, high DPS, which is really good. Or you can, like, go all out. Um, There's another cool weapon. I think it's called the Spiteful Sword, which is, like, if you're down to half health, you get crits no matter what. And so, like, it incentivizes playing riskier and getting your health below half so that you can make these like massive that. hits. Yeah, that so that's, sense. that's really fun. Um, so, now, how about the blocking, then? Is it the blocking, is it something where you have to, like, time block? Or is it something where you just hold the block button, you block the attacks? You have to time so, it. And you have to time okay. it really precisely. So, you get into so this... 
So if somebody swings, you have to, like, tap it as they're about to make contact with you in order to block that attack. Yeah, and each enemy has its own kind of unique speed that it will attack you at, and so you have to be really attuned to, like, each enemy's attack and, like, the signs that they give off, like, you know, the movements they have for certain attacks. And uh, so, yeah, I, I play sword and board most of the time. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played much with the bows and stuff. I feel like I have a better time just rolling around and using the block if I need to. <laughs> And yeah. so, yeah, the, the block is pretty precise. And later on, like, if you have a shield that's not that great, like, there, there are enemies later on where it gets way harder. Like, the skill curve as you progress, because each, each, like, floor, as it were, is mm-hmm. its own little map and has its own unique challenges. And as you get to the later ones, it's really, really difficult. Like, it, it, basically, if you haven't upgraded your stuff with the cells that you accumulate... Mm-hmm. Um, you you don't stand much of a chance. And so you have to, like, keep on playing and keep on playing in order to progress, really. And do that... You, go ahead. Do you get to keep your cells? So, like, I, when you die, you can use your cells to buy stuff, right? Like, buy upgrades for yourself? Well, in between uh, maps... I forgot to mention this. In between uh, different levels, you there's, like, this merchant character, and you have to invest all the cells into something in order to progress. And if you die with cells on your character, basically you lose all of them. So, so you don't get a chance to go back and like pick up where you died last time. It's if nope. you, you you're dead, you lose it. Yeah, if you're dead, you lose it, and you have to invest all of it each time. So you can't like save up or anything. Uh, Damn. So like in between levels, you have to like figure out what you're investing in. And the thing is that you randomly get stuff, and so you can't just like keep on stacking stuff into one particular weapon because. Because you know, if you don't get you that might weapon, not get you're it. screwed. Exactly. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. But there's so stuff you... like... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're you're good. Go okay. ahead. Okay. So there's stuff like that is more permanent passive upgrades, like potions. Um, when you start out, you don't have any potions, but then you have a health potion that has one recharge per, um, per life, and then eventually you can upgrade it so that's two or three or four. But in order to um, unlock those subsequent upgrades, you have to buy more weapons. And so you're always yeah. investing in, like, you know, w- w- the first health potion, I think, is, like, you have three different weapons that you've uh, unlocked, and then the second one is five, and then the third one is, like, seven or eight. And That's so, smart, though, because, yeah. I mean, uh, that's the thing, that's the forced content that I like. Like I said, with doing, uh, like, trophy hunting, doing that, like, doing that forces you to play content that you would otherwise not normally play. Right. Like this, too. I mean, it makes sense for them to force you to buy other weapons to try them out, at least. Mm-hmm. You know, just so it's like you have to do that in order to progress further, which I also like the health thing. It is very Souls-like with your Estus flasks, where you actually can keep progressing further and further based upon the amount of actual health that you can gain between totally. two checkpoints yeah that's smart i like that so you said now with this first release like this is it's early access is there only one major boss right now well there's a as far as i could tell there was two big bosses the second mm-hmm. one was like significantly harder um and it had more of like a final boss feel to it but as far uh-huh. as i know the game is planned to be expanded and i got like i got a lot of time out of it and i'm still playing because that was not an easy fight. And on top of that, mm-hmm. I haven't explored all the different paths you can take. And also, the game is its interesting, too, because it incentivizes different styles of play. So if you go through the levels really quickly, there are these doors on like different levels that um, have a time limit on them. And so 
if you reach that door within a specified period of time, you can open it. But if you're past that time, you can't. And so, like, you get a lot of good stuff out of those or, like, new unlocks or whatever by um, by going to those. And also, with unlocks, if you die with, like, a blueprint, as they call it, in your inventory... Mm-hmm. You lose it, and you have to find it. You have to find it again to unlock it. So you I've had to start stuff. again from scratch. Yep. Well, oh, yeah. Like, you know, you like, still have your other unlocks, but yeah, you you have to go and find it again out in the world. Is it one of those things too, where say you get like you start a new character, you get a certain portion or a certain point through the game, and you find something like that, you find a blueprint that you really wanted or something. Can you turn around and go back to the way you came, like to the the place you came from? Or do you have to keep going until you find uh, one of the, like the vendors that you said in the merchant? You have to keep going until you find the vendors and you can't go back. So it's always, it's always forward. Oh, I like, I like that, but I also am like, that's the frustrating part where it's like, I don't know what I'd do if I died right now. And then you die and you're just like internal rage. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. It keeps you coming back. And the thing is, is that you get like, not only does your equipment get a little better as you go, but you as somebody who's playing the game gets a lot better. And so yeah, like, it has a pretty sense. steep still skill curve and it, it incentivizes uh, just, you know, good timing and knowledge of the different mobs. Uh, so that you can fight them more effectively. I found, like, that I get into, like, a rhythm when I play this game now, whereas before it was, like, really tough because I barely had any health, I didn't know what I was doing, and none of my weapons were charged up. But as mm-hmm. I progress, like, even if I have a crappy weapon, I can kind of make do by just, like, knowing the enemies. And, uh, and yeah. And there's, you know, there's a currency system, so you've got, like, you can find Your these... Cells. Li- well, there's there's cells and also there's gold. Oh. Um, so you can find like these little shop areas in the middle of levels that you can purchase stuff with. And eventually you can unlock something that makes it so you keep a certain percentage of gold upon death. And so you can purchase weapons or find them randomly, but like it's, it's hit or miss. And you know, there's chests, actually there's a thing called curse chests, which are really interesting. Where... Is that kind of like a mimic chest where you open it up and it, it turns into a monster and eats you? Kind of. It bites your arm. And takes a bunch of blood from you, and then it opens up and uh, releases whatever loot you get from it. And it's it's usually really good loot, but it makes it so that you have to kill ten enemies um, before it lifts the curse. And what the curse is, is you can't even get hit once. Like, one hit, you're dead. Really? And so you have to go kill ten enemies to lift the curse. And I've died so many times from rolling that dice, just being like, oh, I can handle this, I can kill ten and then you like you just get hit by one random bullshit thing and you're like you're dead and so you lose you know whatever you lose loot your you blueprint found. or whatever you found yep yep it's oh, a, yeah it's do a lot of fun you know it's a cursed chest before you get up to it like a- you're like absolutely oh, as a oh, face okay. and it's like hey come here kid <laughs> <laughs> come here i've yeah. got some candy <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and so yeah it's it's really fun i i think everybody on this podcast would love it i think that I'm you I'm really interested in it yeah, yeah. it's yes. really cool did you have any Same questions, here. Brad? I feel like it's it's kind of yeah. me and Jesse. I, I I know there's not much of a story right now implemented, but how's the soundtrack? Because I just looked on their Twitter and they say they have the original soundtrack available on cassette tape. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, the soundtrack is pretty old school. It's got a kind of Castlevania feel to it. It's not an 8-bit soundtrack. It's uh, it's just kind of like orchestral, but it's got like a very video gamey 
quality, actually, adventure quality to it. It's it's a good soundtrack. I, it's each done by Dragon Force. <laughs> is it done? Mm-hmm. <laughs> super fast speed guitar, Rodney mm-hmm. um, Herman Ree. Herman Ree. <laughs> yeah, I shit on your head. <laughs> <laughs> but he, yeah. So the soundtrack is really good. I I um it it kind of loops or whatever, but it's substantial enough that it keeps you going. And each level has a different soundtrack to it. And yeah, cool. Um, I like that. Just if you're interested, Jesse, for maybe next year's fishing fishing trip, um, they say that they are in the process of uh, releasing the this on consoles, specifically the Nintendo the Switch. Switch? Yeah. Oh, oh hey, that yeah. like that's that is no, what the no Switch official has announcement, but uh, they did retweet at somebody asking about release for uh, PS4. And they did say we're in the works, uh, trying to get that done on the Nintendo Switch. So right now, because it is early access, and you said it's probably it's not really all implemented. Like when you beat the game, you you knew you beat the game, right? Like does it give you like a ending credits, or does it want to give you one of those screens that's like wait for more? You know what I mean? Okay, so this is this is gonna be a little bit of a spoiler, but since it's you know it's not done. You yes. beat this monster. I think it's called the Watcher. It's like this Cthulhu-looking, Bloodborne-looking, like eye of beholding with like a bunch of tentacles and shit. Mm-hmm. And you get to these docks, and the the guy's like, "Wait, you're not supposed to be here." And he kills you <laughs> and sends you back to the beginning. Ah. So it's just like okay. shit. So that's good though. That's good because like that's like I didn't want him to be like. Here's the credits, and that's the game for now. Absolutely you know? not. Yeah, but, it's just like back to the okay. beginning. Yeah, that is so, that's a clever way of doing that, though. I mm-hmm. like that. That is very clever because um, that was like with the um, uh, Starbound. I got I got Starbound early access, and I played it, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is good. Like the first like three bosses or three worlds or so were really flushed out, and then it just got to like a really repetitive mess, but. Like, when the game fully released, and I went back to play it, I wasn't really excited, because I was like, I've already done this before. And then when I started, I'm like, holy shit, this isn't the game that I played in Early Access. Like, this yeah. is completely different. So, yeah, that's that's interesting. I'm happy to hear that they, they did something different, you know? Yeah, I, like I, I hope the Early Access thing doesn't deter any listeners, because I've had, like, yeah. one instance of a glitch. It warns you at the beginning, like, yo, this is Early Access, so if you lose your mm-hmm. save or something, like, just bear with us and have fun, you know? And in this instance, it was like I was going down this elevator shaft, and then I wound up, like, jumping down. And then being under the elevator, and then when the elevator came down to the floor, it pushed me through the map, and, and so squashed you off. Yeah, and so, so I what, just, in that instance, did you just you just died and had to respawn then? Well, I just yeah, I restarted the run. I thought that it would oh, like okay. teleport me back into the play area, but I couldn't figure out how. And it was like it was not that far into the run, and so are I was you not sure that, that it wasn't like uh, one of the Super Mario things where you just had to run to the right and there was a warp pipe there for you to get to like World Eight? Yeah, I wish it was. Yeah, I kind of I explored for a little bit just to see what I could do, and it was like there was nothing. But um, but yeah, so that was it. Other than that, like it's it it's really polished. Like it feels that's like a good. complete game that's just kind of lacking some content right now. Okay, and, I, I have the roadmap pulled up here for for the game. I'm on their Steam page. What do you mean by roadmap? For early access, most developers in early access oh. give their backers info on it and on day one they have 
11 levels, 20 monsters, 50 items, uh, fluid combat system, hours of gameplay, hours and hours of gameplay, um, anywhere from 45 minutes to 30 hours or more, depending on your skill. And they say this day one content represents about 40 to 50% of the content that they would like to add as they go. Um, and they estimate that they will need at least eight months, but up to and perhaps beyond 12 months um, to prepare for any eventual console releases. That makes sense. Yeah. They're a pretty small development team, too. I think there's something like seven or eight people working on it. And so, you know, they're releasing something pretty good for having as small of a team as they have. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, they're asking a fair price. It's not like some outrageous fee to actually get this. Right. Like, but, and after two, after playing um, uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds as much as they have, I mean, that's early access and that's riddled with problems, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, a, a lot of problems with servers and stuff like that. But I, I'm happy with my purchase. You know, I've got a good taste of it now. And I don't probably be a game that I, I don't want to say burnout, but. It is probably a game that'll get to the point where I'm like, all right, I've I've had enough, you know, and I'll move on to something else. And then, you know, six months down the road, when they actually do a full release and with stable yeah. servers and everything, I'll restart it and put another seventy hours into it again. So, absolutely. Did you, did you hear they're adding two more maps to Player Unknown? I did. Yeah, I heard they're adding um, two more maps, and um, they did actually just have a very large content update. Um, I don't remember. I don't know. I don't think we talked about it last week. Because I think we actually recorded the podcast like the day of or the day before the content release. So uh, okay. they they did some more stabilizing. They did um, uh, they added new weapons. They did some balancing. They added. Um, I actually, I, honestly, I can only think of one weapon, weapon that they added, which is the VSS. Um, they added more attachments and uh, like the way that the attachments work so there were certain attachments in the game that work for more weapons now um specifically like a stock you know so it is something that they're continually upgrading i did also hear from a coworker day too because i used to play arc a ton um and i know he played arc quite a bit um he had said that arc has finally been finished they have added every dinosaur into the game that they planned to add i heard they added interactive toilets did they really yeah. I believe that. You know, the funny thing is, I actually just clicked on that game because I was curious how long I have played. I have 231 hours of playtime in Ark. That's, that's... That's pretty good, man. That's like Skyrim levels. And that was that was another early access game, you know? That's, yeah. Yay for early that's access. That's outrageous. There's some really good early access out there. Yes. I will say it is. It's it's sad because there. I will. There are probably some games that I think kind of piggyback or piggy piggyback on that, where it's yeah. like, well, you know, you get a cheaper product now for a better product in the future, and then it just never really pans out. But yeah. honestly, I cannot think of an example of anything. There's not an example that I can think of where I've purchased a game early access and not gotten my money's worth. I don't know. How, how about you guys? Yeah. Have either of you ever encountered something like that? Um. I mean, I'm, I play, you know what, I speaking of early access, I actually played, like, I was up till 5 a.m. on Sunday playing Astroneer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's a game where I feel I've gotten a ton of fun out of so far, but I had, and so far I've noticed a lot of cool bug fixes, 
but I haven't experienced that level of um, progress that I was hoping. But yeah. it's still early. I've, I mean, it's been in early access for, I don't know, like four months, five months. Still, cool. some of these game development, or yeah, game development takes so long. It's like, when do you start early access? That's how long, true. And when does it actually are, end? How long are people going to be patient, you know? Yeah. And, uh, do you know if they have a hard end date for Astroneer? Um, I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Yeah. But it is a fun game. It'd be fun for all of us to get into it because the co-op is really, really fun. It's like a, a space age, like Minecraft with vehicles, yeah. and eventually, I think you're going to be able to like uh, build spaceships. There's a lot of crafting and travel to other planets. That's where I'm trying to look right now because I did see. As far as a initial release date, they have it like December sixteenth of twenty sixteen, but I'm not seeing anything with like a hard release oh, wow. date. It's been like six months, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, because it's. I mean, in two weeks it'll be about six months. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which isn't a bad thing. No, yeah. I have a lot uh, of hope for the game. I feel like it'll be really fun. Yeah, what what about you, Chris? Is there any early access games that you played that you were either disappointed in or they didn't pan out? Not really, because I followed Starbound from a pretty early stage in its development, and I remember being on the subreddit for it back in, like, 2013 or 14 or whatever, and people were really like, oh, this game is never going to come out. Like, everybody is super, super pessimistic about it and i was always like it seems like they're doing an okay job like they're posting these <laughs> like there's a mode you could play with like nightly updates or something um yeah. and like it was just like it was the unstable mode or whatever and so like they were showing that they were working on the game and so granted like it didn't i don't think it hit like the the projected release dates it's still released and you you got a big kick out of it yourself jesse and like saw the finished product and so oh yeah um, whenever uh, something's it, early access, if it seems like something that's fun to play for like 15 or 16 bucks, like I'm down for it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And even if it is only like, you know, 10 to 15 hours, I mean, that's not bad. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And with, uh, with Dead Cells, it's cool. Cause it's a game where like you can have a run that lasts like 30 minutes or something, you know? And so like, mm-hmm. or you'll die like 10 minutes into it. So it's a really low commitment game for the most part, unless you get into like, a particular run that's taking a really long time, but yeah, I was going to say, yeah, that that's when it gets hard is when you're on the middle of a run and you're like, I have something I need to be doing right now. And you're like, uh-huh. but this is the furthest I've ever been and I'm not giving up. Oh yeah. Well, on top of that, if you leave, I think it saves your location in the run. I've had, Oh, does it really? Yeah. I've, I've had runs that I like just, it basically saves the state, you know, if you, yeah. uh, if you exit the game. And so I've yeah. had runs where I've been, like, halfway through and I've had something that I had to do. And so I was just like, oh, I'll just exit the game and come back and kind of get my right bearings. There. Yeah, it's it's fine. Oh, that's nice. That's good that they do that. I, it, but you – and it's also – it's not one of those that you can save. Like, if you're like, oh, my God, this is the best run I've ever had. I'm going to do a, a save at this point so I can reload from this point again. It doesn't work that way, does it? Yep, you can't do it. The game's yeah. – it's made to game's be too difficult. smart. Yep. <laughs> Tricky. <laughs> no, that's good, though. I like that. That's good. Well, uh, I, I, is there any final thoughts on your game? 
Not really. I, I, I would just uh, I would recommend it to anybody who likes you know Metroid or Dark Souls or whatever, and, and mm-hmm. who likes challenging games that are kind of reflex based and uh, that incentivize playing through again and again. I keep on saying incentivize, but yeah, they, they did a really good it, job. It is of, an incentive, yeah, because I mean you continually upgrade your character. It's a very right. rewarding game for what it is. I think uh, it had the chance to be very shallow, like. Just by, you know, when you look at it, it's like, oh, you're just running around hack and slash, but it's actually, mm-hmm. it's pretty deep for being a two-dimensional hack and slash yeah. sort of game, so and I'd recommend it. It is super pretty looking. Polygon yeah, gave it a 9 out of 10. Yep. It's good. That is, yeah, that is up. good. Yeah, that's good. I'll, I would definitely look into that for sure. I'm curious. I'm, like, do early access games tend to go on sale? I know that... Uh, Player on Notes Battlegrounds. I looked at that one for a long time, and I never saw any sales on that. So I don't know. I mean, do, are there normally sales on early access games? Like, do you think that's something that they would do? Because the well, we're not that far away from July where they're going to be doing a big Steam sale. I know you can get a free copy of the game, Jesse, if you just get a th- if you create a streaming channel and have a thousand subscribers or more. They do offer free copies to established streamers. Oh, so, so what we just need is we need all thousand of our listeners to um, to subscribe. Yeah. Okay, that's not bad. We can <laughs> to do our that. YouTube channel. Oh yeah, shoot! I'm not even subscribed to that. I got to subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel, and then that's right. All other thousand listeners, if you do us a favor and <laughs> uh, subscribe to our Games on Earth uh, YouTube channel, is that that is what it is? Right? Yep. There you go. That'll work. Um, how about uh, this weekend? You guys got any big plans coming up? We got a nice short week because of the the holiday. Um, you guys uh, got big plans coming up? Yeah, some pretty big plans. Why? What are you doing? Well, tomorrow night I am moving into your neighbor's house. <laughs> well, my new house. Yeah, you're moving into your brand new my neighbor's house. Yeah. So that's exciting. Thursday and Friday I'll be setting up, and then hopefully this weekend mm-hmm. um, we'll have some kind of, you know, inaugural <laughs> game night or something. Yeah. Unfortunately, I will not be there for that. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I'm leaving on Saturday at like 5 a.m. early, early morning, boy, for um, for fishing. going to be up north, so... Unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. Maybe we can do one like Friday night or something. Yeah, I'd be into that. Yeah, I'd be into that too. Yesterday, I went over to your your soon to be house and I was farting in your bathroom. So I'm hoping that there's still a little bit of me in there for you by the time you move in. Did you shut the door? I don't think I did. Even better. Hoping... Now you'll be in all. <laughs> well, I want you to be in all. I want to be in all your houses. I hope that you all get pink eye from me. <laughs> How about you, Chris? Do you have any big plans coming up? My dogs are going crazy right now. Uh, so my oh. plan is to get them to be quiet. That's fine. Uh, oh, that's fine. I heard him going off. But it's, I, honestly, I think it's nice for him to say hello on the show. Yeah, hey, Bandit. You got anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, was that you? No, that was my dog. That last one sounded fake. Bandit, you got anything to say? I can hear his, like, heavy breathing. Yeah, he's right next to me. I got him in my lap, so he's a little more calmed down. Uh, uh, Bowie's downstairs, and he's going crazy. Um, my plans for this weekend are... Hold on a sec. 
I'm probably I, I just started playing Skyrim again and modded the crap out of it. Oh and so, yeah, yeah, man, it'll never end. <laughs> So, so I just started a new dark elf character named Voltoon, who's a battle mage. <laughs> so, Very we should nice. have a Skyrim party because yeah, totally I should. was literally looking up new um, special edition mods, and I want to mod my special edition. What do you mean, like all oh, mods made specifically for the special edition release? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've been. Uh, I just installed the Real Vision ENB, which is pretty good. I'm playing on like regular old Skyrim, but I I would like to get Special Edition eventually, just so I can get rid of that stupid RAM cap that it has from being 32 bit. Look oh, into yeah. that. I don't. I think there's still. I'm not sure if there's a RAM limit or not on the Special Edition, but. Well, like we we'll said, I mean, the, it'll probably be on sale here in about a month because Steam will be doing its big. I'm sure they'll be doing their big oh, uh, yeah. summer sale. So. I have a feeling that's a game that will make it to the summer sale, at least on one of the days. Yeah. Hey, what, you know what I'm looking forward to? Hmm. E3. Yeah, that's true. Two weeks. Is from that... Two weeks from Tuesday. All right. Yeah, and I, I have a feeling we'll be talking about that uh, in the, the episodes following this. I'm sure we'll be talking about uh, our predictions, our hopes, our fears... Um, all E3 related. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm really excited for the new Far Cry game, and I'm not really a so Far Cry I. person, but uh, oh holy my shit, talk about right up my alley. You're like, I want to destroy America from the inside. Yeah, and it's full co-op campaign all the way through. Yeah. No, that looks good. I uh, I saw the previews for that, and I'm very excited. I've played every Far Cry game after Far Cry 2, I did not play Far Cry 1 or Far Cry 2 other than, like, trying them a little bit, but I've played the extent of every other Far Cry game that has been released, so, um, I do like them, they, some of them do get a little repetitive, and some of them, uh, they don't branch out very far from each other, but I'm hoping that with this one, it's gonna be, it's gonna be something new, I'm hoping there's gonna be a bit of a twist, and maybe they'll reboot the franchise a little bit, but even mm-hmm. if they don't, I'm sure I'll still like it, because I really do like the other games, it just seems... To this point, it seems like they're more of uh, expansions for the the previous game, minus yeah. the fact that like I guess the last game was kind of uh, in the BC the the primal version where yeah. you're taming. Well, they have a little and... extra time to work on this one because it's not coming out until February twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Mm. Yeah, that's true. No, I'm very excited for it. All I right. actually Is haven't anybody really seen cra- uh, cracking some peppercorns right now? Because that's kind of what it sounds like. Oh, right. <laughs> Oh, maybe it was me. I'm playing with a cord. I'm playing with the, but I didn't. Think hey, it was dummy! We're doing a podcast. Don't <laughs> play with your cord. I didn't yeah. think it was making any noise. I should look at my. Uh, we should just. We should just quit the episode. So we um, probably people should. don't have to listen to your peppercorns. My, pep- my peppercorn. My peppercorn crunch. Yeah. Well, can you hear it right now? No. Uh, a second, I think a second before you did say that I actually took a swig of tea. Maybe it was my tea drinking that you heard. No, I still hear it. I still hear it. Maybe it's just my my peppercorn, uh, you know, peppercorn fantasies. Is your beard hitting the microphone? That is most likely. I keep muting my microphone to cough, and then when I pull it back down, I pull it straight into my beard. I need to start wearing a beard net while I do the podcast. I think we just heard, like, Jesse's beard on the podcast. 
that for like a like full most... two minutes. For real? I'm sorry. Real, Why yeah. didn't you say something sooner? Now I got two minutes of peppercorn beard talk. I, I didn't want to break the the wall, the fourth wall. But you should have broken the fifth wall and said, "Jesse, your beard's in the mic again." Live from Jesse's beard. Yeah, I didn't even think about. You know what? I guarantee that's exactly what it was. Ugh. It's okay. I've, it's I've got the loudest either. beard in the in the northwest. Even though we're you know the, hey, the south uh, southeast. Just here's the sound of my beard. Just so you don't feel left out. Can you hear that? I can hear it. Good. I think I can. No, just real quiet. No, it sounds like just dead air to me. Sounds like oh, the ocean. Okay. Yeah, yeah it, it <laughs> your beard sounds like the ocean. If I hold my ear up to your beard, it sounds like when I'm listening to it, like a conch shell or a hey. conch shell or whichever that is. You guys want to hear my beard? Yeah. Yes. You ready? Yep. Get it? Because I can't grow yeah, beard. Yeah. <laughs> your, your beard sounds, sounds a lot like Brad's beard. <laughs> sounds like dead air. Um, well... I think that's it for this episode of uh, Games on Earth, episode 80. Yeah. Right? Hey, Derek, enjoy editing this one. Yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff. Especially my favorite part is the very beginning when we had a door-to-door facial salesman for free. A free facial salesman. <laughs> free giver uh, of It's a poor business plan. There's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, probably. Um, well, this is what Derek likes to do, so I'm going to do the same thing. Chris... Would you like to explain the plot of Resident Evil Retribution for us? Well, in Resident Evil Retribution, Leon Kennedy uh, trips over a rock, and the rock gets kicked into the road and then sticks to a car tire, and he spends the rest of the movie chasing down that rock and tracking down the owner of that vehicle so that he can get retribution against said rock. And it's actually Rocksident Evil in this one. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, he spent his life hunting zombies and he's never felt more angry than he felt at the rock. And so uh, that's his life journey. And then he retires from the Raccoon City Police Department and, uh, you know, becomes a good boy instead of instead of killing people. So mm-hmm. that was really random. <laughs> that was so off the, off the charts, but it was so fluid that I... <laughs> I feel like I'm like, wait, isn't that the premise to what wasn't what was the movie Roadkill? Wasn't the one that's about a tire that kills people? Is it? <laughs> no, there's a horror movie where it's just it's a. I think it's called Rubber. Really? I Rubber. yeah. I think, do you know what I'm talking about? Either nope. of you? Nope. Uh, let me look it up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull it up. <laughs> Brad will, or Derek will have cut the podcast by now. Actually, he'll probably tag this bit on to the end of it. Derek. Rubber with three Bs. It is. It's called Rubber. It wow. came out in 2010. It's called. It's a fantasy drama film about a like murderous tire. A sentient tire rolls through the desert using the power of its mind to make small animals and human heads explode. What the hell? That's amazing. Written, directed by Quentin Dupiex. Budget was half a million dollars. 
They had to get investors for that. That's uh, crazy to me. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> well, hey guys, I'm gonna go comb my beard. Oh, actually, will probably tag this bit onto the end of it.